Winter is upon us, ladies and gentlemen, and with that brings the bad weather and tough driving conditions. The boys over at County Towing are ready to help. Whether you're having trouble getting your car started in the morning or you have the unfortunate experience of putting your vehicle in the ditch, these guys are here to help, day or night. Did you know that these hometown boys over at County Towing purchased Coxon's Towing a couple years ago, turning them into the largest operation in southern Ontario? There isn't anything County Towing can't do. The team over at County and Coxon Towing are the best in the biz. Trust me, I know. Just this year at the 2020 Provincial Tow Show, they took home three awards, including Recovery of the Year, for their work to recover a rolled-over tractor trailer loaded with steel coils hanging over an overpass on the expressway. You can you can even check out the boys at County Towing on the Discovery Channel hit TV series, Heavy Rescue 401. Look, there is no one else I would trust to get the job done. Service is their only business. If you need help, give County Towing a call at 519-738-2624. That number again is 519-738-2624. You won't be disappointed. And what is going on, all you beauts and beauties out there? It is episode number 69 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. Rob, this being episode number 69, it's the Andrew Desjardins edition. He played seven years in the league, 408 games, 23 goals, 41 assists, 64 points. 2014-15, he was a Stanley Cup champion in Chicago. He's also won a championship in Germany, where he currently plays, where he also won the uh, plus minus award. And in the NHL, he played for the Sharks as well as the Blackhawks. And like I said, he's still playing over in Germany as we speak. So good for him. We'll bring in Rob, my boy, my line mate. Rob, what's going on, brother? How was your weekend? Oh, pretty lazy. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't, didn't do too much this week. Uh, pretty laid back. Um, went to the uh extreme meeting uh, yeah. meeting uh, yeah. just had a great time just just a good bunch of beauties there mm. um yeah other than that i haven't done much beauty i'm the same way man i kind of laid back this weekend had another hockey game boys uh we tied again <laughs> So we we were we were up three to nothing, and then it was four to three. We gave up four in a row, and then uh, my boy uh, Chris, there better tied the game with fourteen seconds left. So we ended with a tie. Sweet, earn a loss. <laughs> so right? It is better than a loss. We'll take that. The boys are happy with that. Would have been nice to get a win, but we'll see what happens next week. Before we go on, I just kind of noticed there that Essex County Cornhole League hat there. That's a pretty nice hat. Yeah. Very sweet. Evan gave it to me. Oh, did he? Very so nice. can you? Yeah. Uh, so obviously everybody can buy those probably right at McGregor Columbian Club, right? Yep. 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 Beautiful. And they're like flex fit, so one those size fits nice, all. Those, those are real nice. Yeah. Um. So let's address the elephant in the room, Rob. The Chicago Blackhawks. Um, what a mess! It is a complete mess. Ladies and gentlemen, we're not going to touch on this too much because to be honest with you, we don't like stuff like this. Okay. This it's tough to see. Um, so we'll kind of just run by run through real quick. I'll touch on some points. Rob will touch on some points for you guys here. Um, so the team was fined $2 million. Coach Q resigned. Stan Bowman resigned. The John Doe um, 
ended up to be former Blackhawks guy, Kyle Beach. So honestly, good on him for coming out and letting everybody know what, what was going on. So this Brad Aldrich was the guy, he was the video coach. Um, like I said, I don't want to touch on it too more, but there was other incidents on other teams, not pro teams with him as well. So they're actually thinking about removing his name from the Stanley cup as well. So what they were talking about doing was putting X's through his name. And then that would kind of remind everybody as to what happened. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing, but um, also one of the things that I was kind of happy to see was that uh, the NHL will be giving Kyle all resources for like um, counseling and everything like that to get through this. So good move on the NHL there. Um, and like I said, good for him on like coming out and bringing this to light so we can stop this crap. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is pro sports. It's not, it's not supposed to be like this. Yeah. Well, it's, it's terrible. It's, that's about all I have on, guy on the sport, you know, like it's, it's awful when it comes right down to it, that somebody of power can, uh, hold this over a kid's head and, and make him do things that he doesn't want to do, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's just awful. It's awful in any sense to, yeah. for this to happen to anybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, um, I hope that the NHL gives this kid money too. You know, like I, I think that all the, sh- the stuff that he's gone through, <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff that he's gone through, uh, is really been, uh, you know, like what, what if he would have, uh, offed himself, you know, like, what I mean, it's crazy. And, and, and then all those hands would have been in that, that they would have been a part of him doing something terrible to himself, mm-hmm. you know, like, so, but, but I, I don't understand how shovel day off got off. Because, yeah, I didn't read too much into that. I, I'm actually meant to hit on that too, but he. It was uh, something about he wasn't in um, a higher power to be able to do something about it. Yeah. But then again, this was brought to the attention of the NHLPA as well, mm-hmm. and nothing was done to about it. Mm-hmm. So you know, shame on everybody. Yeah, that had a part a part in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree with for you, this man. poor poor guy to, to have to go through it. And I watched that whole interview with him and uh, it was tough to it watch was tough to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I got like, th- honestly, I got through like five minutes of it. I, I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do, I felt so bad for him. Well, I, I was at, I was at the Meg meeting and it came on and we were like, what's this all about? And then it, it came out that, he, that Kyle beach was the John Doe. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, Oh my God. It, like, and then he went through the whole thing and, and, Wow. Yeah, wow. it was, I read one of the articles, one of the extended articles on it and it was very graphic and it was hard to read, dude. Like I, yeah. like, so I really hope that Mr. Beach is like, can be okay and have, you know what I mean? And be able to move on with his life after this. So, and, and good for his girlfriend to stick with him through all of this. Like, yeah. like what, what a rock, like he's got that girl, like, or that person in his life that, that, you know, she's got him and that's great. And that probably, that probably saved him, you know, and and, and good for her and good good for her. If he hasn't marry that woman, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, 100%. So we'll move on from that. Um, A couple notes on, on, on the Habs here. We got three things on the Habs. Um, So first off they assigned Cole, 
Caulfield back down to the AHL. He only had one assist in, uh, I believe, 10 games. They played 22 shots on goal where he was second on the team. Uh, second to Josh Anderson, and there was one other. They had 27. And uh, to me, it's just like last year with the run and everything, yes, it was great. They went to the Stanley Cup Finals, but that's a lot of pressure to put on such a young kid, right? Like they're expecting him to do all these big things and he hasn't been able to get anything done. So I think one of the smartest moves that they could have made was sending him down because then he can go down to the AHL. He can rip it up a little bit. He can get his confidence back and stuff like that. And he'll come back up with that Cole Caulfield swagger that he had in the playoffs, right? And that team is terrible. Oh, they're so bad. Well, help may be on the way soon because one of the other notes I had is Carey Price is going to be returning soon. But that's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That is, but he's also going to be what probably what twelve games behind everybody, right? Yeah, so, I bet you he's been on the ice. So, yeah, he's had to have been somewhere, even if it was private. But uh, it's yeah, good so to hear that he's coming back too. Though. It is good to hear. So he entered the um, player assistance program on October October seventh. He entered that, so he's getting ready to come back. So good for him especially only missing a month. He's probably watching the team too. Like, man, yeah. they need me. Cause you know what? He's the type of guy and we've seen it before Rob, where he could steal games. He could steal you a playoff series, just him alone. So yeah. having him back will be a huge help to the Habs as well. Um, one other thing on the Habs, they are going to be missing Cedric pocket for two games for his boarding uh, call on ducks forward, Trevor Zegras. He smoked him buried him which is i kind of thought as soon as i seen the hit i'm like yeah you're probably gonna hear from player safety on that one so was it was it any worse than uh, ovechkin hit on the defenseman for ottawa honestly no (laughs) so so ovechkin (laughs) gets away with it which i will always say he's the dirtiest hockey player in nhl (laughs) like i I put him in the top five for Mm. dirtiest hits because he's such a big man. He's and that hit truck. he hit from behind, like it looked like a cartoon where the guy's <laughs> I know, plastered against the glass and you're just like, and nothing. He just skates yeah. away. He doesn't even see him coming. All you he know, had like, to do is kind so of bad. stick and stick yeah. and slide down a little bit. Yeah. It would have been like a cartoon. Yeah. yeah that was a, that was nasty. A <laughs> it was nasty. <laughs> that was a good one. But like uh, I said, he gets away with them. And I don't understand how. I, I know. don't. He's, and he's because like, he's trying to break Gretzky's record. Like, yeah. come on. And he's come like on. two. And he's like two hundred and forty pounds. Like he's a yeah. truck. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's a, one of the biggest, strongest guys in the NHL. Yeah, and at and at his age too, to still be like that mm-hmm. is it's special, man. Like, yeah, it is for a guy to be like that in a truck. But one thing though is Ovi over his whole career, Rob, he's played the same way. Yep. And got away with all of them. <laughs> He's never changed nope. his whole career. So I kind of well, give Well, if you're not that, getting but... suspended, why would you change? Mm-hmm. Well, he's right? like, play that same game like... until they say something. Yeah, exactly. They ain't and saying he's... anything. So, oh man, that guy's a beast. That yeah. guy's an absolute beast. Um, one other thing, we're kind of moving right along here. We're kind of zipping through. We're kind of pumped for this interview, too. So, um, on a little note on my Red Wings, uh, Larkin has actually stepped away from the team for personal reasons. So I hope everything's okay there. He's our captain. He's one of our best players. And he's, uh, I just hope that everything's okay. I hope it's nothing too serious. 
they that's that's literally all they said is that he's just stepping away from the team obviously they're not gonna release anything right so i don't know what's gonna happen there man but uh so we'll see what happens um we'll keep an eye on that the red wings are actually in action tonight being tuesday they're playing the habs oh yeah so and honestly i think the wings are gonna take this one reason being is because last time they played in Montreal and Montreal crushed them, right? They beat them. It was like five one or something. No Bertuzzi though. Again, but now they're playing in. Now they're at home, so he's gonna oh, be. Okay. He'll be in the lineup tonight. He, that's a big difference with him. It is. Don't don't you think it could have made a difference uh, in the Montreal Toronto game? Bertuzzi playing. Yeah, I'm not saying it would have, but it could have. It could have. Yeah, he's he's high right now. Yeah, he's but lighting you, it up. Well, lighting it up. I, I, I don't. I don't like that. I don't like that he doesn't have to go play in Canada. Well, it's lots a lot of money to be forfeiting too that we've talked about, but mm-hmm. that's his choice, I guess. So yeah, that's his choice. I don't. I'm. I don't know how the team's not like, hey, like, why don't you like do this for us? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had a guy on my freaking my Sunday afternoon team didn't want to get vaccinated, got vaccinated to pl- just to play hockey. This is beer league, man. Like, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Should, I? Like these guys are getting, these, these guys are getting paid. Yeah. So, well, there, there's a lot, there's a lot of people that went through that. A lot of people didn't want to get vaccinated. Like look at high school sports and, and, you know, hockey and baseball and whatever. A lot of people weren't going to get vaccinated, but if their kids don't get to play, they they're going to get him vaccinated. I'm, you know, I'm, so. I, I'm honestly pretty sure that they said that he's the last one in the NHL. Not getting vaccinated, not vaccinated. Yeah. He's the, I think he's the only one. Well, what are you going to do? Let, let's just say, you know, whatever <laughs> happens and Detroit makes the playoffs. Yeah. They're in a, they, there's Canadian teams in hit their division. So what you're going to set out all the away games, like when you got to go play Canada and what if you have to play Canada teams back to back? Yeah. Or what if you have to play in freaking Canada for a game seven? Yeah. And it's it, right. You can't get your shot now when it's all or nothing. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to see that happen. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but yeah. I, I'm still saying like, if, if it was the way they're playing right now, they're, they're playing very well. I, yeah. I really like their game. Me I do. Too. I love the they're like in your face style that they're playing right now. They're going. It's almost like it's the early '90s Red Wings again. Yeah. Well, they got they got what the two rookie leading scorers too. Yeah. Actually, Cider. Uh, not even in my notes, but Cider just got NHL. Uh, I think he got NHL Rookie of the Month. Oh, nice. So that guy's a truck too, man. Mm-hmm. Big boy. Big yeah. boy. He's playing big minutes, and he's making a difference already. And that kid's like. 21 22 years old i can't to me he's gonna be he's like a big nicholas cronwall is <laughs> kind oh, of yeah. what he is. like crushes people he's very good he's got a nice shot um that kid that kid's got a bright future i just hope he stays healthy so on that note absolute beauty for this interview probably one of the toughest guys we've ever had on this show we had some pretty tough guys. guys. We've had some tough guys, but if these tough guys want a f- hockey fight competition, no, they have not. <laughs> so <laughs> on that note, we're going to flip it over to him right now. Our boy, Amosburg, this is for you. Dean Mayran. Check him out, guys. Roll it. Delta. Woo! Woo! 
Well, Amsberg, hello. We've had a lot of requests for this guy, Rob. Lots of requests for this guy. It's been a long time coming. We're happy we got him now. This man has played in the United League, Quebec, in 05, Rob. He won a fighting competition for Battle of the Enforcers. Let's welcome to the show, Dean Mayran. Dean, how you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Man, I was saying when I first, when we first like started this show, I was saying to, to like Chad, I'm like, we got to get Dean. And Chad was saying the same thing. He's like, you got to get Dean. I love Chad. I play freaking tons of hockey with Chad. Great guy. But, uh, Good hockey player too. yeah, he is for how big he is. Like he's super quick. Can you hear me on that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. We're good. Loud and clear, buddy. So we'll get her he uh her. he's got a knack for uh putting the biscuit in the net i'll tell you that yeah he's got a hell every time he shoots i just get out of the way <laughs> who's chad chad is dean's uh dean's bro all right dean so you grew up a amsburg boy correct yeah you betcha born and raised there yeah yeah so much point actually so we're like just a little bit outside Oh, oh. like where ducks in the roof is down in that little kind of cottage area oh right off the water there right eh? yeah yeah by nice. the boblo yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly hey uh so when did you start playing like like you know travel and stuff like that because i know you guys had to have played travel you guys are both probably good at well you obviously you played pro actually i didn't start playing organized hockey until i was 14 my brother played uh since he was like six or something like that so i was a rink rat but i didn't start playing until later on wow that's a late start why so late just didn't really have in just didn't really want to play i don't know i was a little bit of a redneck kid i was always outdoors and you know catching critters building forts and shit so uh i mean i liked the game i liked hanging around the rink uh mm. i think i tried playing when i was in adam and i don't know just didn't like it all that much and then uh, you know, skating on the pond, playing with my brother, I ended up picking it up when I was 14. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sweet. What, 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 what got you interested in it? Just, just to be able to hang out with your brother, like out on the pond and stuff? Oh, I don't know. Canadian hockey. I mean, it's the one, it's the major sport, right? That everyone wants to play. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was drawn to it. I liked the game. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I loved it. Yeah. Just I don't know. I just I was just late getting started. I don't know. wasn't confident enough. wasn't good enough. That's kind of how it went. Mm -hmm. And oh. it didn't get physical till like fourteen. Yeah, it was <laughs> a little, little bit better for me. Yeah. Now, if I remember correctly, you you were a Kingsville Comet, weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you bet. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Now you and Chad were there at the same time, weren't you? Yeah, we were. So I had played. I played a couple games with the Amherstburg Admirals and then that team ended up uh, folding and then the Tilbury Lightning kind of picked up the organization oh. and then um, um, and then I ended up not playing with those guys. I was working at Build Mold at the time, so I was on nights and days and uh, <clears throat> it was just kind of tough for work. And then when I when I started at Build Mold, my boss actually was from Kingsville and he was pretty cool with me leaving for hockey. So mm -hmm. uh, I was just make up my hours, but Kingsville Comets, they were a fantastic organization. Yeah. Who were you, who was your, uh, was your 
coacher when that was Dave yeah. Dave Wiper and uh, Richard Robson. Oh, okay, Dave. Yeah, Dave's big in over there in Kingsville. Yeah, he's a beauty, firecracker. Oh, oh yeah. I used to make him when what? So when I was younger, he used to coach, and I would score a lot of goals. But he would always wind up this towel, and he'd be like. I would make that guy chew on his towel every time we played against him. <laughs> and it was just, but he was like, yeah, I know he's really big there in Kingsville. I know he's been huge for hockey in Kingsville. Yeah. Great guy. I love, I love playing under him. Mm-hmm. How many years did you play uh, junior C? So basically it was, it was for like a year with the Amherstburg Admirals and then Tilbury lightning. And then two years with, uh, um the Kingsville Comets so I played my overage year with the Kingsville Comets and that's oh. the, my second year was the year my brother played with me oh okay hey when was your first like real hockey fight like legit like hockey fight like mitts off lids off just um, I imagine you had a knack for whooping ass you've been doing it for how long or did it for how long <laughs> honestly the first one that I remember it was really weird so I went to General Amherst and we played hockey on Fridays with the teachers Oh and uh, just kind of a bunch of local guys that uh, that played that would play against the teachers. And there was this guy, Jeremy Pongratz, that was like roughing me up all game. And I was, I don't know, I just it was in front of the net, and he kept he kept uh, cross checking me in the back, and I just kind of lost it and gloves off, peeled his bucket off, and and went to town. And then uh, <laughs> one of the teachers actually after uh, congratulated me on it because he was kind of bullying a bunch of guys. That was the first one that I can like officially remember. Anyways, that's funny. Did, did you get suspended for it? No, there was no league. It was just like yeah, it was just pickup. Playing with the students. Oh, okay. No, I meant from high school. Did you get suspended from oh. high school? No, no, they were good with it. Like I said, it was weird. <laughs> they wanted it to happen. Yeah, everybody probably just kind of went like this and just kind of like, oh, that guy's being a little bit of a jerk, so just let him get pumped. Let him get. Pumped. So you spent your first year pro. You were in Texas, right? Well, wait, wait, before we go pro, like, it's a lot to talk about. You fought pro. some really tough guys oh, in yes. junior C. Yes. Like One Sternbauer. Yeah, our boy. <laughs> Correct? Man, Sternbauer, like at the time, a good call. I, I, was, I was doing really good. Like there wasn't too much competition. Uh, I was just, I was in the zone and I, and I was doing good. And I was a big kid at the time for my age. But Sternbauer was bigger. He was like 6'5 and like, Honestly, he probably, he gave it to me pretty good. I think it was in Essex and uh, I had the nastiest lump on my head. Like it was, it was a huge Barney Rubble. I carried that thing around for two weeks. It was, uh, yeah, he was a tough customer. He's, he's a big dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a beauty that's, that's too, wild. that guy. But yeah, I would not, well, just, just to even see you guys fight, like even to be at that game, it'd be like, oh boy, like as soon as these big boys dropping their gloves, like, oh, because we, we, well. we, we've interviewed him and he said you had a couple of pretty big tilts out on the ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember the one and it, it, it was a good one, that's for sure. <laughs> that's nuts, man. So, Rob, do you have anything else like uh, like Junior C or anything for him? Because he's he well, I just wanted to know if there was any tougher guy, any any guys that were, were, were tough like that that you end up having really good tilts with. But Yeah, uh, there was a guy from, uh, Jesus, um, he works, he's a correctional officer now. I can't remember the name, but it'll, it'll come back to me at some point. Um, he was really tough. We had a couple. Um, it just, uh, it's escaping me right now, but uh, 
see if I can remember throughout the interview here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No worries, man. So now you spent your first year there. Um, so how was your first year there in freaking Texas, man? That'd be different living there. No. Oh, it was, it was such a, a culture shock for me because I'd never flown anywhere in my entire life. So here I am, I got two hockey bags, one with my equipment, one with all the clothes, like a bunch of clothes that I can fit and showing up in Texas was just a different world, a completely different lifestyle. But it was like, it was really, uh, they were really relaxed, very hospitable, like the, the language, the, uh, the way they speak and, uh, the Southern draw and then the accent, it was uh, such a cool experience there. Mm -hmm. how, how did, how did that come about? How did you come about getting that job? Um, so at the end of the, at the end of the last season, when I played for the comments, Richard Robson pulled me aside and he said, you know, um, you know, you're not the greatest hockey player out there, but uh, you're tough enough and you can skate well enough. So if you wanted to make a, a career out of playing the minors, um, you probably could and travel the world and get paid for playing. So, man, I took that and hung on to it. Like, like it was so important to me. It was such an awesome thing to hear. So I ended up getting an agent and uh, he got me, yeah, he got me a trial contract with uh, the Tupelo T-Rex. So, I, I didn't have anything. I didn't really have a contract. I just had a child contract. And I ended up making the team. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Welcome to Texas. Here's your gun and here's your whiskey. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, May Mike Mayhew, actually, who's from Tilbury, Mike Mayhew, he was playing out there. He's the one who picked me up. And uh, yeah, he had a nine millimeter underneath his seat and he had a freaking shotgun bolted to behind his two seats. <laughs> Only in Texas. Right. <laughs> I love That's it. Insane. <laughs> hey, you actually you actually played with one of our other buddies. You played with um Tommy Gomes and Amarillo. You know what? I just I remember the name. I remember seeing I like I don't know where I've ever met him. I don't know. I don't remember playing with him. Maybe um, you guys were there at like like were there the same year, but not at the same time. I think we were there at staggered time because when I played in Amarillo, they had cleaned out a bunch of guys. Um, what happened was I was with Tuplo. They left me unprotected in the trade because um, the coach, I didn't have any credentials. I never played major junior. Mm -hmm. um, the coach just didn't think that any other team knew who I was. So didn't think that there was a threat that anyone was going to pick me. But Kevin Abrams, who was coaching in Waco, he picked me. Um, and uh, yeah, I stuck around for two weeks in Tuplo because they didn't want me to go. They wanted me to stay. And then my agent said, you know what? You're burning a bridge if you don't go. You better go. So I went to Waco. And then Waco ended up folding in a dispersal draft. Or they went bankrupt. And then there was a dispersal draft throughout the league. And Tuplo picked me back up. And uh, then uh, Kevin Abrams, the coach from Waco, ended up getting a job with Amarillo. And then Kevin Abrams traded back for me. Um, to Amarillo. So I think Tommy Goins must have been there before me. Mm -hmm. So so now that you're so you were in Texas and then what what happened after that? Um so at the end of that year I tried to go back to Amarillo. Actually I was kind of fishing for different places to go. I kind of wanted to go someplace warm. Um, so I got a trial contract in, uh, actually I had a contract in uh, Bakersfield where Richard Robchan's son, Chad Robchan, was the equipment manager there. 
So Richard Rogtrain hooked me up with that. And uh, I went there for, uh, for training camp. I had a decent camp, but I pulled my hip flexor. And they, I was one of the last ones let go in camp and uh, ended up playing in Muskegon, Michigan for my second year and my third year. Mm-hmm. Man, you've, you've like, seriously, you've been everywhere. Like, it's, it's actually cool, though. Like, how was, I love seeing just, like, local guys just everywhere playing hockey. It's, it's awesome, man. Like, just – but so you actually – you played – so between two leagues, you mainly uh, you played for Sorrell Tracy, right? Yeah. So first it was uh, it was the Mission of Saint Jean, but there was the uh, yeah. Quebec Major Senior League, I think it was called, or Quebec Senior Pro League, it was called for the first year, or maybe the first two years, and then it was it became the LNAH, so the North American Professional mm. League is how you translate that in English, yeah. um, and then. Uh, and then I got traded to Sorrell after my second year with uh, St. Jean. It was still the mission, though. So the same organization ended up buying uh, a team at Sorrell. Mm-hmm. Now, is that the league that's like has like tons of fighting in it and stuff like that? Is that that one? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it was like every every game would start with five fights. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, wasn't 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 it like on the tickets that you could get uh, like you were guaranteed like five fights in the game? <laughs> You know what? I think I, I think before I got there, that was a thing. That honestly was a thing. Uh, but not not that I can remember when I was there. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you rocked up some serious minutes in that league. Yeah, like when I played in the states, uh, my uh, my grandpa always told me, "Don't don't go out there and take two minute penalties. Don't uh, you know? Don't put your team." in jeopardy blah 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 so i wasn't one of those guys who went out there and and did that because i didn't want to you know give the other team power play so when i got to quebec though i kind of got coached into being a proper enforcer like if you're going to be an enforcer you got to be an animal on the ice you gotta you gotta take twos you gotta take tens you gotta do things that are gonna petrify the other team and that's how you got that's how i got room and then that's how when i started playing more is when i played like that Mm-hmm. oh yeah well especially too like other teams well they see the size of you too they see everything that you've done already before you get there like i don't know just like looking at you if i was like on the other team looking across the ice i'd be like that's the guy you guys want me to fight like are you insane right now like look at that guy over there he's drooling over the red line already <laughs> like you know what i mean like wouldn't be a guy i'd want to go in in any aspect of it but um but if you can imagine so if, if there was a tough guy on the ice, my first three years, if there was a tough guy on the ice, I'd go fight him. I would just square off and go. But if there wasn't a tough guy on the ice and my team wanted me to go, you know, run around, change the change the game a little bit, mm-hmm. I would just try and play because I thought that's what that's what they wanted me to do. Yeah. Really, they, they didn't want me to do that. If they wanted someone to score a goal, they would have picked someone else. Yeah. So they want me to go out there, change momentum, throw a bunch of hits, get things stirred up so that, you know, we can create our own room, create our own frenzy, right? Mm-hmm. And change the atmosphere of the game. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anyone who you like really wanted to fight, but you never got a chance to? Uh, I don't know. Not really. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I fought everyone, everyone <laughs> I could fight when I was there. Was like, so not really. Yeah. Well, what, what would have been your most memorable game, Dean? 
Um, in the pros. Uh, I had a game. Uh, I don't know the the game I, I played against uh, Brashear when he was playing for the Radio X. I had a really good game. I was playing lots. I was hitting. Um, I don't know. I think I got an assist that game. I fought Donald Brashear. It wasn't a good fight, but I was, I was, uh, I was at the peak of my career as far as uh, how I was playing and my uh, my ability in uh, in fighting and then how I can how I can be an advantage or how I can be uh, a help to my team. So that was probably one of them mm-hmm. that kind of stand out. Yeah. Yeah. Did That's you and awesome. him like fight like right like right off a draw? Was it something that you guys like? said like hey we're going type deal or was it during a play a scrum like how did it all like freaking happen there with well, i uh i ended up i ran him pretty good he, he received a pass and he was coming up the boards get his head down and i was just coming back into the zone and i just bulldozed him like his helmet his helmet flew off his gloves flew off hit the, he hit the ice and then i was like standing over top of him shaking my gloves and he wouldn't fight me then but once they had the game in hand, it was like five one or something like that for them. Then he gave me the tap at the uh, at the at the draw, and we went. And I had a really big jersey at the time. The first thing he did, he's a super super smart fighter. First mm-hmm. thing he did is pull the jersey in the front over my face. Yeah, I took like four or five laps, and I just said, "Okay, this is I'm not doing any good here." So I bailed. He hit me again when we went on the ice, and then we stood up. The refs got involved, and then he hit me again. And I was beaking him because he's an NHL enforcer who comes down and uh, gets immediate respect from everyone for that, but then tarnishes that by hitting guys when they go down. Yeah, yeah. when they're on the ice, defenseless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, there's an unwritten rule. And in that league in Quebec especially, we were fighting so frequently that there had to be a code. There had to be a code like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because we like we've had, we've had so many uh, – you know, tough guys on here that a lot of their injuries seem to come when either a ref ties somebody up and he throws one over top of the shoulder or when they're on the ground and somebody ends up getting an extra whack in there and punching you in your face. Mm -hmm. So speaking of times when you got hurt during fights, Dean, what's the worst injury you got during a fight? I just kept breaking my hand. That's actually what, uh, would end in my career. So I was breaking my hand three times a year. I'd break it twice in the season, then break it in the summertime in boxing. So it was just holding me back. So that's when I had to retire. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Hands. That sucks. Need those. I probably, I think I broke it nine times, my right hand. Jesus. Yeah. Hey, how did everything come up with that battle of the enforcers? Like, how did you hear about it? How did you like, just say, okay, I'm going in it. Like, how did all that go down? Well, they reached out to me. And uh, basically it was, they were reaching out to anyone who had a certain kind of status in minor leagues. Uh, none of the NHL guys could go into it because it didn't make any sense. They were all making big money, right? Mm-hmm. 62 grand to them was nothing. So uh, yeah, they reached out to me and I said, sure, I'll do it. Man, that was insane. I was watching some of them. So it's, so for anybody who don't know, it's like you were wearing like UFC style, like gloves, right? Yeah, four ounce, four ounce MMA gloves, basically. And then I think when the helmet flew off, it was stopped, right? Yeah, which was kind of that kind of sucked because once we're getting momentum, like that's when a fight gets good. Once the helmet comes off and and you're both throwing quick, like that's when a fight really 
really gets good and they had to stop it and it's kind of it fucked with the momentum mm-hmm. yeah you were destroying people in that i watched some of them i was like my god <laughs> there, was a, there was a couple close ones though mm-hmm. especially when you uh pop somebody and their bucket comes flying off it looks really cool <laughs> right and like that's like that's when that's when things just get rolling right when yeah. their bucket's off you don't stop it's just you're firing up the lawnmower right, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one yet. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Fire out the line. So now, who were who were uh, some of your uh, toughest competitors in that that you got you got to go up against? Uh so Derek Parker. He was the he was the first guy I fought, and uh, he was a young kid who uh, who was up and coming, and he had this really unique uh, style. He kind of fought like Domi, where he swung to one side, so yep. he was it was it was really elusive and it was hard to hit. Um, he cracked me with a really good one. Uh, it was a super controversial win, but, um, yeah, he was tough. And then, uh, Mike Segroy at the end, he's, yeah, he's a tough cookie as well, man. He went on and did it in the American league for a long time. He went to Russia and did it and he's fought a lot of like the, you know, the guys who ended up making it to the NHL. So yeah, he was a tough cookie as well. And even, uh, Jason Rushton, who I fought third in that event, I had played with him in, uh, in Quebec there and he was a killer too like he had a absolute machine gun and he was a southpaw so uh yeah they were they were all tough fights in that event yeah actually Mike's actually been on this show there Mike. He? oh he's yeah he was awesome he yeah was he was awesome great. guy great guy he actually trains MMA fighters like he's got a few in the UFC I believe yeah, he's doing really good like that. Like, uh, yeah, I'm always seeing his videos. We chat back and forth too. Yeah, I love Mike. Awesome guy. So that's really cool that you can stay in touch with those guys. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. So some guys that you just used to make a living from, right? You know, like, and that was your job. That's what you did. And it, it's like it's super weird because guys that actually I never talked to when I was. Uh, I never met when I was playing other than fighting them. Now we're friends today because we're really, we're all cut from the same cloth, right? Yep. We're all like mm-hmm. very similar individuals and we just get along. I, I just find it nuts how these guys can go out on the ice and just beat the snot out of each other. And then they, they're like hanging out, talking after, but I guess it's a job, right? It's what you do. It's you guys are out there to do a job and it's just, <laughs> I just find it crazy that they can just, beat the tar out of each other and then just be hey what's going on after like having a beer in the bar it's kind of like a beer league kind of right honestly everyone says that too like how can you beat so how can you fight someone and then go have a beer with them after or be friends with them like i I fought tons of my friends on the ice and then it's just Mm -hmm. you put the work boots on you go do what you got to do that's you that's how you're in your paycheck but then after it's all good right Mm -hmm. and without those guys you don't have a job exactly yeah so you mm-hmm. kind of take care of each other and like you said that written rule you don't you don't hit me when i'm on the ice you you you've, you've won the fight whatever mm-hmm. you know and then the, the code goes out the window with Brashear. but now we yeah. know why marty mcsorley smacked him in the head with a stick exactly <laughs> <laughs> fucking wrong so of all the spots where where you've been, where you've played and everything, Dean, which one was your favorite? Oh, that's so tough to say. Um, like, I love playing down south. It was such a cool environment. It was, like I said, it was a big culture shock for me. So it was, it was really interesting to just see that different way of life. And the people were all so friendly there, so good. Um, 
but I also, I also really love Montreal and Quebec. Like, uh, I mean, they get a bad rap throughout most of Canada um, for the separatism thing and blah, blah, blah. But uh, that environment there, like the, uh, you know, they have beautiful, beautiful countryside. And it was, it was a really cool culture. They've got a really good kind of um, social kind of culture. I mean, I don't know. I loved it there. Mm-hmm. Now, did, did like down south, did a lot of people recognize you? Like when they would see you out, you know, wherever? Like grocery store or? Uh, yeah, maybe not so much down south because hockey wasn't a real big thing there. Yep. But more definitely more so when we were in Quebec, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah, oh yeah. Hockey guys are like gods there in Quebec, man. Now, so so you you you, you played you played in a bunch of places. Now, what was the... What was the funniest thing you ever seen a coach do? Like <laughs> lose his mind in the dressing room or, you know what I mean? Out on the ice, like who knows? Like what, what was uh, your most memorable one? Well, I, this one, this one doesn't make me look too good, but it's too funny not to tell. So Kevin Abrams, my coach, when I was in Amarillo, uh, we we're in our zone. There was a scrum with the uh, centerman, and their centerman and our defenseman, the puck comes over to the wing. I grab it, go to peel behind the net and like rush end to end. Mm-hmm. So I'm so excited. I got the puck and I had so much room <laughs> at the time. So I go, I go dangling, go around the net, mishandle the puck, knocked it right out in front. That centerman, their centerman peeled off the D-man, open puck right in front of the net, buries it. <laughs> and then I head down, skate to the bench and Kevin Abrams was just looking at me. He goes, Dino, you know, don't touch the puck. Don't touch the puck, Dino. <laughs> Just his hand wiggling back and forth like that. It's too funny. Oh, that's funny. That sucks, though, man. You're probably like, oh, and then, oh. oh I was so excited. I was Bobby Martin. I was going end to end and just over stick handling, chopped it in five pieces and dished it over in front. So what, what was your best off-ice moment there? Like whether it be out on the town with the boys, something funny, something just an maybe just an overall awesome night you guys had. Um, uh, you guys are breaking up again. Okay, I got yeah. Got um, man, I don't know. I I love the I love the nightlife and. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I'd have to dig into the filing cabinet to come up with something <laughs> real good, but uh, just the. Uh, man life in the dressing room is incredible and then after a win going out with the boys i mean you can't beat that when you got you know 15 20 guys out of one place and you're all you know a tight-knit family you know we all have each other's backs like there's not too much other things in life that kind of that have that same kind of bond right mm-hmm. yeah but like a specific story specific event i can't really yeah nothing comes to mind <laughs> that he could say yeah that i could say <laughs> that's fine who is who is your favorite guy to play with on all your teams who's your who's your one guy that you know like you wish you could have done it through the whole career with uh well one of my best friends to this day brian rasmussen he lives in toronto he uh we played together in uh saint jean and then in uh Sorrel as well he was just super, super funny guy. Uh, yeah, and he was tough as nails. He didn't fight all the heavyweights, but he would fight all the time. And uh, 
Yeah, just a sweet dude. Like, still one of my best friends. Uh, yeah, he was a beauty to play with. That's mm. awesome. Beauty. Rob, go ahead if you still have a few more. Uh, like- yeah, I, I, well, I got one more for sure. So uh, you know how the goal scoring songs go? Like, <laughs> or, uh, so the walk-up music, you know, for baseball players, they play their song or whatever. Instead, yeah. of, instead of hearing that freaking stupid horn, what, what would your goal scoring song have been? Oh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> it stumps everybody, Dean. It gets everybody. <laughs> yeah. Except I, Dave Green. Yes. He had it right away. Yeah, that was crazy. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, my boxing entrance song was Final Countdown, but this doesn't really, doesn't really relate. I don't know. That's a good one, I though. have no idea. That's a good tune. Final countdowns, beautiful. Hey, if you could could like leave us with one one thing, like one freaking story, which one would you leave us with, Dean? Oh, uh, <laughs> I know we're, we're putting you on the spot, buddy. We're putting you on the spot. <laughs> could be anything. Could be a a fight that you just won that was really good. It could be anything. A goal anything yeah i mean i don't know i i got i got nothing for you i mean <laughs> i wish it said i wish i had this this question in advance because i'm <laughs> sure i got a hundred different stories i just can't think of any right now <laughs> yeah. and i mean it was a great uh it was a great time in my life it was a great experience the whole the whole thing i got to travel around meet a bunch of super cool people um you know uh you know, win the hockey enforcers, be in the movie with uh, Bob Prober, meet oh, yeah. with them. I mean, if you want me to finish with anything, that one's yeah, that one's yeah. Tell us about sure. that. Sure. I was home working as a, an iron worker, and then I got uh, I got called to uh, by my buddy Brian Masterson that I was just mentioning earlier, and uh, he said it was casting call in Toronto for the movie The Love Guru. So I packed out my equipment, went to Toronto, and then. Um, I was the first one picked for the LA Kings. And I think it was like two or three days into the training camp, Jim Thompson said, uh, I'm playing the legend tournament this weekend with Bob Prober. And I'll tell him you said, hi. And at the time I'd never met Bob and we're both from the same area. And he was like an idol to me growing up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <clears throat> and then, uh, he ended up bringing Bob back on Monday for a training camp. So Bob and I hung out for four months straight, driving back and forth to Toronto from, uh, Windsor it was just a wicked experience I mean what a what a way to kind of finish my career off right is uh mm-hmm. hanging out with Bob for four months enforcer awesome. royalty that guy yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and he was like he was such a genuine authentic person I mean he never put himself on a pedestal he would like sign an autograph for anyone at any time mm-hmm. he was just uh such a beauty he didn't like really, you know word you know t-shirts and you know jeans with stains and it didn't care it didn't didn't put himself on any sort of a pedestal mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah, awesome well, what, awesome. what a great uh great way to end your uh career like you get to spend it with the legend the, the goat you know yeah. yeah and and one of the best is like we rarely talked about hockey we talked about everything else it was you know again cut from the same cloth so we had lots to talk about it was uh yeah amazing experience that's awesome that is awesome, man. I no, I got another one for you. I oh, shoot it, buddy. Shoot it. Okay, so in my first year, or when I was in Amarillo, so my my uh, second year, um, 
No, one of my first few, that's right. Um, we hosted the All-Star Game, and Gordie Howe was the uh, the featured guest for the All-Star mm-hmm. Game. Mm-hmm. I obviously wasn't in the All-Star Game, so... <laughs> uh when we went to the big hall after for the for the dinner um there was very few of us in there because we were waiting for all the players to come up and Corey Howe was standing there talking to someone so I walked up to him get my picture taken with him and I was in ended up talking with him for 20 minutes and uh yeah that's uh not too many people can say that a good chat with Gordy Howe for 20 minutes mm-hmm. everybody that's says so too cool. he was such a nice guy that he was the same way that he would sit there and talk with anybody oh like yeah, man, I wish more people could be like that today. He was so authentic, so genuine, just, just, just a sweetheart of a man. Mm-hmm. Old school guy. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Dude, I just, stories. yeah, this has been, uh, this has been fantastic, man. Um, I just want to say thank you. Just so you know, to Chad, I tried, tried to get a little dirt on you, Dean. Chad wouldn't give anything up. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, honestly had awesome stuff to freaking say about you he says he loves you he misses you he's proud of everything that you've done with hockey and stuff like that so uh like i said you and chad two awesome guys so if you're ever back this way again let us know and we'll meet up and have a couple beers yeah right on thanks for your time eh, Dean? it was awesome i enjoyed every minute of it And there he was, folks, Mr. Dean Mayran. That guy is a beast. He's fought everybody. <laughs> Literally Stern, everybody. Stern Bauer. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Would you would you drop your gloves with him? Skate as fast as I could the other way. We could both drop our gloves with him. He'd just take us and slam us together, probably. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? He's a big boy. Absolute beauty, though. Absolute beauty. It was a great time talking to him. Dean, best of luck when you're down in the area. Again, when you're back here, hit us up. We'll have some beers for sure. So, absolute beauty. A couple notes before Rob and I leave you guys here. A um, couple big contracts. Big contracts. So, first of all, we'll get to the Adam Fox one. Adam Fox signed a seven-year, 9.5 AAV with the Rangers. I think, personally, that kid is going to be the next captain. I don't think it's going to be this year because they're going to they're gonna rock out the A's. They got, like, three or four guys wearing A's, but I can see that kid on that deal. He's already won a freaking uh, – what's the NHL award for top freaking guy on D there? I forget. <sighs> Brain fart, big time. But um, he's 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 already won it at like oh, 20, yeah. at twenty one, so he's just coming out of his entry level deal, and he's gonna get seven years, nine point five. So good for him. He's guy's a legend, man. He's gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Um, for your Leafs here, Morgan Riley, eight year, sixty million dollars. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, like I threw the video up there in in the uh, freaking chat there when the team found out and oh yeah, they were yeah. All, yeah it was like it was like an overtime winner so i do love seeing that i do love seeing that the team loves him there and i'm sure he loves being there right and the only part that i don't like is now they're going to have five players and it's going to be almost 60 percent of the cap rob 60 percent also toronto now there are five guys that they have signed their five main guys is 48 million dollars against the cap 
all of Tampa Bay's forwards is 47 million. Yeah. Rob, I know. I, I, I don't know where they got the money to do this, but I did get a phone call from Kyle Dubas asking me if I was busy tonight. <laughs> so that being said, I would have never saw the ice, but you know, they got to keep the salary down under a certain point per game. So yeah. it, 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 it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're going to be in trouble, but I'll, I'll, I will freaking hand it to him. He's sticking to his guns. He believes yeah. in what he has and I'll give it to him. Is it going to work? I don't know. I don't know either. I, <laughs> Buckle it hasn't up, worked yet. It hasn't Buckle worked up. yet. So I don't know. Buckle up Leafs fans. It could yeah. be an interesting ride. I think you'll get in the playoffs, but it's going to be a matter of what are they going to do when they get in the playoffs? Do you Rob, if you had to guess right now, do you see him going past the first round? Nope. I don't either. No, I'm I sorry. I house on him. Yes. Last year, but <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm sorry, Leaf fans, but I yeah. just I don't I don't see it happening. And you guys, at first, everything was looking real good, man. It looked like the wagon was strong there. Now the wheels are falling off a little bit, so we'll see what happens. You never know; they might turn around and go on a run here. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but we're gonna definitely. They don't even know. They don't even know with this contract if they can keep Jack Campbell for next year. I Not. think he paid. They paid him seven hundred thousand this year. And, yeah, I, think, and I, I think that's his, his AHL contract. Oh, okay, so like yeah. come the end of this year, I'm, I'm pretty sure how it works is he gets his contract renewed. Yeah. Where, how are they going to pay him? I'd sign him on a bridge pay him deal. a million dollars. I'd sign him on a bridge deal. I think that Toronto is going to get run, rid of one of their top four. Who, who do you think it will be? I'd say JT. Bye. I say Austin Matthews because you could get the best that you can get for him right now. Mm -hmm. Just due to the fact that in, in what, so he's got this year and two more after he's gone. He's leaving. He's not staying in Toronto. Do you think he's going back to Arizona? A hundred percent. He's going back to Arizona. I don't think he'll go back just yet. I think he'll end his career there. I, I can't see him going just yet. I don't see him staying in Toronto. If I, if I was them, I would, Get rid of freaking uh, captain there, Johnny T. I would get rid of him. While you can still kind of get something for him, maybe you can have a team take some of his cap and you kind of eat some of his cap and uh, give the C to Matthews where it should be, in my honest opinion. I'd give it to Morgan Riley. Yeah, that too. That's another good candidate. But I've, I, I always like it going with your top goal scorer, so. He's going to be for there for eight more years. Someone said, uh, or there was reports or whatever. I don't know. I read on all these sites, right? Who knows? But some of them were saying that it could be Marner could be the one to go. That could be too. He's only got like two goals, I think. Two goals. Yeah. Uh, in in however many games, what do they play? Eight, nine, maybe ten. I think they're, ten games. Yeah, I think they're about ten games. In, but, yeah. but I watch him and, and he's trying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Maybe trying too hard. Maybe gripping the skip stick too tight i, I don't yeah. know you took the know. words right out of my mouth i was like i was just gonna say i think he's trying too hard he needs to just go back to just playing hockey yeah just yeah. basics you know what like, i mean the whole team needs to they seem too uptight when they play like it's just well like, you look I, at these forwards when they're scoring goals it, it's like they just won the stanley cup because they're yeah. you know getting the monkey off their back or whatever you want to yeah. call it mm -hmm. but the, 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 i don't know i don't know <laughs> 
It's going to be an interesting season. So frustrated. (laughs) Oh boy. To me, as, as, as a wings fan, like you guys laid a whooping. Well, not really a whooping. You guys were up on us big time on Saturday, but that turned out to be a good Mm -hmm. one. Ended five, four, but yeah, it was a good. The game. Wings had a chance, like right at the end, too. Like, so, but it was it was a good game. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but those five guys probably take care of the whole Detroit franchise contract. You know what I mean? Their their whole salary. Those five no, guys, man. Detroit in less than five years is going to be scary. Mm-hmm. Real I scary. I can't. Eiserman's a juggernaut. Yeah, I can't wait. Um. Another good note here, Ryan Getzlaff now leads the Ducks all-time in points. He passed Tamu Solani, absolute legend, Tamu. But uh, Getzy, man, I love him as a player. He's done it all. Yep. He's won, he's won the Cup. He's won Olympic gold medals. He, I think he won in the OHL, too, I want to say. Or he won a junior championship, too, I want to say. He's done, he's done everything. He's one of those guys – if he doesn't go to the Hall of Fame, like oh. I don't know. They're talking about he's going to be done after this year, too. Like I thought I could maybe see him at the deadline going somewhere, maybe to try to win one last cup. Possible. But, uh, yeah, they're talking about he's not probably not going to be playing much longer. So big shout out to Getsy, though. That guy is an absolute beauty. Love his game. One of those guys that does it all. Yeah. So before we do our beaut of the week, kind of another crappy note. So Pittsburgh there, we just kind of seen one just before we came on the air that there was uh, something went on with them. You had something, like you had a note on it, right? Yeah, there was like an assistant head coach's wife that was, there was some kind of alleged uh, abuse. but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to speculate too much into it. I'd much rather, you know, read it for yourself. But yeah, it has to do with like uh, Bill Guerron and, and uh, um, what's his name? Uh, mm-hmm. There were so many of them. But th- th- there's, there's another lawsuit coming out yeah. because of uh, somebody of power uh, took advantage of somebody else. Yeah. Again. I think it was one of the guy's wives. Yeah, it was like the assistant coach's yeah. wife. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, come on, guys. Get your stuff together. Jesus. Figure it out here. Yeah. Like, you're pro athletes. Freaking I heard like some it. terrible stuff about this, too. Like, you know, like. Unreal. It, it's just terrible. Unreal. Terrible, terrible. So, we'll have to monitor that as well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, guys, we don't like to touch too much on this stuff. We like to kind of keep it light and funny and stuff like that. So we don't like to do this stuff, but it's obviously if it's out there, we got to somewhat touch on it. Right. So it's news, right? It's it is news. news. And that's kind of what we do. So right. Rob, we'll, we'll, we'll end it on a good note though. Give me your okay. beaut of the week. Who's your beaut of the week? My beaut of the week is Jack Campbell from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I think this kid is a stud right now. Like for some, somebody, you know, like of his age, but not his experience Mm -hmm. to put the Maple Leafs on his back. And, you know, he's, he's the one keeping them in games, Mm -hmm. like hands down because their D is atrocious. It is so bad. Like, I don't know. Like They have so much money wrapped up into those five 
those four forwards that there's no money to go around on a D. Nope. So you get what you get. It's going to be. And uh, I, I think, you know, he's playing over and above what he should be. And like I said before, last year in the playoffs, he was the only reason they were in the games that they were in. I so, agree. I yeah, agree. that's my beauty of the week. Toronto's former goalie, too, before I give you guys mine, is like un- playing out of his mind oh. in Carolina right now. He's like 7-0. and He's got like a 9-4-4 save percentage, stuff like that. Just, But he was all banged up when he was playing in Toronto, right? He's healthy right now. Oh, he was getting a bazillion shots, too. Mm-hmm. And he's playing. Carolina's got an unreal system, right? It's kind of on the boring side, but when they when they turn the puck over, they're gone. Oh yeah, they're fast. They're. I think he's got less shots. He's got less to do. You know, Mm -hmm. like in anybody, I think anybody would uh, love to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. And Anderson was a good goalie. He, I just think he had just too many shots. Yeah, well, that and he was banged up a bit too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I understand he's probably trying to play hurt to help the team and this and that, and it just didn't help. You know, it sucks for him. But I'm glad that he's moved on though, and he's playing well so that's always good to see guys do that my beauty of the week is going to be patty kane patty kane returned last night hat trick just lighting it up like sick goals that guy he's just one of those two like he just does it all there was rumors too that possibly him and captain sirius were possibly looking to get out of chicago yeah so i imagine with everything going on they probably just don't want to be there right I don't but think yeah, so, wants to be no. there. So he came back last night, scored some unreal goals, looked fantastic. Uh, so that is my beauty of the week is Patty Kane. Keep it up, fella. You're pff, going back to his old Patty Kane ways. And I love I love watching him play. He's so good with the puck. And he's a stud. He's just he sees the ice so well. He sees it way better than your average like NHL player, right? Yep. Just I've seen that guy pass pucks through holes that is like barely big enough for the puck and he'll pass it through like three guys and right on somebody's tape for a tap in. So how many guys can do that? <laughs> like yeah. he's, he's something special to watch, especially so far along in his career might not take a cab with him or drive him somewhere in a cab, but I would love to play on his line. You know what I mean? So <laughs> anybody who's a big hockey fan, will get that one. So <laughs> on that note, You all set, brother, or what? Yep, I'm good. I'm all set, too. Everybody, until next week, Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace. Yeah, I can get behind.